Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Uh, not much. Just gonna hop in my Jeep and play a little jackal here on the Two Dudes in the Nest podcast. It's a jackal! It's a jackal! It's a jackal! <laughs> so the Family Guy fans would pick that one up. Oh yeah, I'm not a Family Guy fan, so I did not know what you were doing there. One of my favorite Family Guy scenes, they're like, Stewie's playing with this other family and he's playing, um, what's the game? It's not charades where you're like drawing something and somebody's got to figure out what you're drawing. Ah, uh, win, loser, draw. I think was oh, the yeah, game. Yeah, so. yeah, I got you. I guess but that Pictionary is that a game? Yeah, there you go. Pictionary. There. Yeah. And so he's like drawing, and the guy just keeps yelling, "It's a jackal! It's a jackal! It's a jackal! It's a jackal!" <laughs> <laughs> and it does that for like ten seconds, and then finally, you know, time runs out. Still, he looks at him. He's like, "It wasn't right the first ten times." <laughs> he said, it, "Why would it be right?" <laughs> yeah, I love that. I'm sure but, the Simpsons probably made that joke first. Yeah, probably. And that South Park episode, Simpsons did it. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, so Jeremy Sharp picked this one out for us. It's a Patreon pick. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I got to thinking, we really should have waited until October when we could have talked about Jackal during Jackal Lantern season. We missed the boat on that one, didn't we? Yeah, that's... That's a dad joke goes out to uh, that germ, Nick Stevens. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, I think he said something about maybe a Nintendo version uh, being better than a Sega version on their latest episode. Oh, he did, yeah. <laughs> Better call him out on that. He actually likes the Super Nintendo version of Aladdin, Aladdin? better yeah. than the uh, Genesis version. He admitted it live on uh, the Germs podcast. Mm-hmm. That's right. Typical, typical Stevens. Just doesn't mm-hmm. even know what he likes, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just being the truth, really, you know? Yeah. So we were talking, the, before we get into Jackal, we were talking before the show uh, about computers, and we kind of started talking about Apple a little bit and stuff. So the news of the day in the tech world is Apple, 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 right? And mm-hmm. you're talking about your computer 
which is a laptop now. Well, you just you tell them. You tell them. I don't need yeah, to. Yeah, so it's, it's an HP laptop. I like HP products. I've always used, you know, like 90% of my. I've had all, only one other laptop that wasn't an HP. Um, and I've always liked HP products. And me and Mike both are huge HP touchpad fans. I love my though- touchpad. Hey, funny story about my touchpad. I have no idea how this happened. And I told you this the <laughs> other day, but. Mm-hmm. I we got an iPad for Christmas, and you know, as sad as it was for me to lay the touchpad down, I laid it down and did not pick it up again, because the iPad's pretty great to be honest. Mm-hmm. But so I had the HP touchpad. I just laid it down. Did I turned it off and laid it down? Right. Well, mm-hmm. about I was cleaning up the office, which is one of the reasons why we're recording this. A little bit later than we normally would because I did a big sweep of the office and cleaned it up. Nobody it, nobody watching the video can really see how clean and awesome it is, but you will see me sitting in a different position. Normally there's like a TV and stuff behind me, but now mm-hmm. there's a closet and a mandolin, all like of which it. I had, but was not facing this direction before. Anyways, that's has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. I, I laid my touchpad down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's been off. So I went to go pick it up while I was clean. I was like, I want to see if it still turns on. I probably need to charge it, but uh, I'm going to try it anyways. I turned it on, and it had like 97% battery left. That's you, right. There is the, the battery in those touch pads are so awesome that there's no drain when it's off. Most <laughs> of the time, most of the time when you turn a piece of electronics off, even if, even though you turn it off, the battery just drains down over time, right? It just kind of, the, the charge just dissipates. Not the touchpad. That thing lasted. Keeps going. It just blew my mind that I picked it up and turned it on and it had that much juice left in it. Right. That's uh, an awesome piece of machinery. Anyways, but sorry. It, anyway, so what I was saying is my laptop has essentially become a desktop and that um, the battery... It, it didn't like slowly die down like it wasn't it didn't give warning signs like you know usually you see like your computer dies after like you know 30 minutes of being off the charger or something it wasn't doing that i mean it still held charged two or three hours of use off the battery now all of a sudden if it comes unplugged it dies so it's essentially a desktop now Man, um that stinks i uh we have some computers at work that have done that, and I really don't know. I can't explain why. It's it's just yeah. it's just weird. It just does that. The computer that I use all the time is also a laptop, the one here at the house, and mm-hmm. uh, it's never had a great battery life. It's it lasts maybe an hour and a half, two hours, but that's just because it's like a graphics heavy computer that I had bought for school, so I could do AutoCAD and stuff. So mm-hmm. it just runs hot all the time and just blows through the battery. But it's always been that way. So. So anyway, I was talking, I'm, I think I'm going to, if I can, if this computer lasts me a year until I get in the residency next year, I'm going to buy a uh, an Apple desktop. Are you going to go with like the screen is the computer d- deal? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to. Yeah, so. those are pretty nice. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. You know, I don't really need a laptop anymore. I have an iPad, so... You know, that I pretty much use for portable stuff. My big beef, and maybe maybe we'll need to start talking about the game. We'll get, we can come back to this. But my big beef with Apple computers is they just never update them. Yeah. Which, in their defense, they don't really have to as much because their operating system is pretty slick. Like, I have a Mac Mini 
from 2009 that can still do the majority of things on it. Right. Because they're, it's just such a lean operating system. But uh, it is pretty slow. And, and the 2009 Mac Mini is still probably one of the newer ones. I mean, <laughs> they just never update their right. hardware. So it's that's kind of frustrating. Eh, yeah, neither here. Either. Too busy updating phones. Yes, we need to come back to that a little bit later. This is not a tech podcast at all, but I'm assuming that Nintendo nerds are also tech nerds for the most yeah. part. So we'll come yeah. back, but let's uh, let's start digging into this game a little bit. It's a jackal. So we can talk about some history. And I want to start out. I want to start out the history by saying what a jackal actually is, because. I was actually didn't really know what a jackal was, um, so I looked it up. It's kind of like a dog. Okay. They're they're wild animals that live in the southern Asia and Africa, and they hunt as you know, as teams in packs. Hmm. So, oh wait a minute, are the no those were hyenas? I was about to say, are the, were the jackals in Lion King? No, those were hyenas. Yeah, I think jackals, hyenas, coyotes, all that kind of stuff is. In the same family. I got y'all. Okay. Uh, or if you're from this area, it's a coyote. Coyote, yep. <laughs> the E is silent. Right, right. <laughs> um, hey, but they're, anyway. really, they're really bad in this area, too. I'm always afraid of my little dog. Yeah, yeah. You can hear them out here all the time. So, anyway. So, Jackal was a game produced by Konami. Uh, it was originally an arcade game, and that arcade game was actually named Top Gunner. But when they brought it to North America, they uh, realized, hey, there's a very popular movie, <laughs> Top Gun. And we uh, can make we, a lot more money if we name this Top Gunner and make yeah. people think it was had in relation to Top Gun, but we won't do that. But they decided to be honest about it and not do that. And uh they may have been a little f- afraid of getting sued, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. maybe. A little copyright. But either way, they changed the game's name uh, over to Jackal when they brought it to uh, the NES. Now, it was released first. Now, of course, the arcade game came, back, uh, came out in 1986. And the first uh, port was to the Famicom in May of 1988 under the title Final Command. Akai Yosai, which stood for the Red Fortress. Now, because of the limitations of the disc card on the uh, uh, Famicom, it didn't have some of the features that the NES port actually had. Um, And this game was ported to actually several different systems. Interesting story. and a Windows PC compilation Konami Collector Series. I don't know if you ever saw this. It came I out in 2002. Have, no. It was a you know computer game that had Castlevania and Contra on it. Huh. And Jackal was like showed like a picture on the box, I guess, of Jackal. But you couldn't actually play it by legitimate means. It had to be found by like extracting it from the executable game. So, or the executable file. Well, that's weird. Yeah, I don't even know how you how you do that. But uh, anyway, so if you wanted to do that, um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, um, 
there was also a release to mobile phones by Kai for Kai Yosai, which was the original Famicom version. And it's got the features from the NES. It's more like the NES Jackal. Um, but anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much it as far as its history. Um, you know, it, uh, uh, well, one, one bit of inter- interesting, um, the Top Gunner variant of the game is almost identical to the international version of Jackal, but has a slight cosmetic difference. The yellow and blue flags that adorn the player's jeeps in Jackal have been replaced by a U.S. flag. Hmm. So, there you go. So the the version on the NES that we have that we played in America has does not have the American flag. Exactly. It's the red and blue flag. Interesting. So I don't really know what their decision uh, uh, making was there, but. Uh, uh, I gotta say, if I'm look, I'm looking at the box art right now, and I, I really like the box art. Oh man, the box art is awesome. Maybe I describe it a little bit, and I'll see if I can pull it up for the uh, viewers. So you've got uh, a jeep, you know, got a guy with a turret gun and a jeep, another guy driving, and then you've got the four main characters listed, which is Bob, Decker, Gray, and Quint. The tagline is. Another gripping arcade game. Here it Wait. is. No, here's the real tagline. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. is, I guess... Yeah. So this is like an ad, I guess, that I'm looking at. But it's pretty, It's the same design, but it's got some taglines on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and at the, at the top, it says, Action, excitement, destruction. It is the way of the jackal. <laughs> Nice. Hey, I, there's one on the back of the box that's uh, pretty good. Uh, take no prisoners, except our own. <laughs> I, that is, does that make sense? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I thought you're saving them, but are you? Oh wait. So if you're if you're bad enough to get caught, you're going to go to prison. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, uh, that's classic. But, yeah. But anyway, so did you have this game? Did you go out on a quest to find this game? I did not have this game, but I'll tell you who did. Uh, and where I played it a lot. Well, actually, I'll give you two guesses at who had it and where I played it all the time. Neither of these people want to be on the show. Neighbor Kid and Carl. It is it not is. Neighbor Kid. Because if it was Neighbor Kid, I would have it. I would have gotten it from him. That's true. Back whenever he gave me all his NES games. Yeah. So yes, it is Carl of Pulling a Carl fame. This was mm-hmm. one of Carl's favorite games. And I would have thought that we could have got him on this show. Yeah, right. But alas, that's never going to happen. Uh, but no, he. I went down and played this game at his house all the time when we were kids. He was also my neighbor. Mm-hmm. I guess he could be neighbor kid. but he's And was my neighbor for a oh, while. Oh yeah, and was your neighbor for a while too. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Carl... I had this game, and he had a brother, and he and Nick played it all the time. They were really good at it, and I was never really good at it. In fact, I never really liked it when I was a kid. Um, I just, I don't know if it was because Carl and his brother Nick would play it all the time. And they'd and they would, against you. Yeah, no, well, they would, you know, they would, um, we would take turns when people would die, but they were just so good at it, they would never die, so I never really got to play all that much. I don't know if that's why I didn't like it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I think more of the reason I don't like it is, or didn't like it, is because I didn't like the idea of playing as a Jeep. I wanted to play as a as a guy. Like, I wanted to be running around shooting yeah. like Commando, like for NES Commando or Guerrilla Warfare, which were two of my favorite games when I was younger. I wanted to be that. It's not a Jeep. And so I think that kind of bugged me when I was a kid, that you, you were forced to drive the Jeep all the time. Yeah. You're the Jeep driver. Yeah, you're the Jeep driver. I guess there's two guys in the Jeep. Yeah, there's a gun. There's got to be a gunner and a driver, right? Right. A top gunner. That's right. So, eh, I I never had it myself as a kid, but I had plenty of exposure to it when I was younger Mm -hmm. from Carl. And I wonder if Carl still has it, because he probably does somewhere tucked away. But I eventually picked up another copy later on in life. So my quest for the cart was more of a pickup later in life because I recognized it and grabbed it. But, uh, no, never had it as a kid, but played it a lot at, uh, pulling a Carl's house. So mm-hmm. that's my, mm-hmm. that's my story. And he probably pulled Carl's while you were playing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the jerky thing about it is he would pull he would pull a Carl. He'd pause it and be like, I'll be right back. I'll, be like, I'll just play for you while you're gone. He's like, no, no, no. Doesn't let you play while he's gone. No, we got to sit here and look at the pause screen while I go to the bathroom. That was the, that was the way it went with, uh. You know, melon games in his backyard too. Yeah, we'd just be like, "Well, we'll just play without you." And he'd be like, "No, no, we gotta. <laughs> you gotta wait on me to come back." Yeah. So. Anyway. Typical Carl. Oh, poor Carl. All right. You want to talk about the game? Yeah. I got a really good way to bring us into talking about it. How All about right. We uh, go to the manual. Ooh. Fancy smancy. Oh, yeah. I oh, mentioned yeah. uh, iPad. That's right. The iPad is coming handy a lot during the podcast because I don't know if I've mm-hmm. mentioned it on air or not. But my computer has gotten to the point. I think I've mentioned this like a billion times now, but I'm going to do it again. My computer has gotten to the point where if I try to do too much on it during the podcast, I don't know if it's Skype's fault or if it's my recorder. I don't know if it's my video recorder's fault, but if I try to do too much clicking and viewing on the computer, it just shuts down and we lose our recording. Mm-hmm. So the iPad is fulfilling my notes and manual st- stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, congratulations. You now own the authentic Konami home version of Jackal one of Konami's many original arcade hits. We suggest that you read this instruction manual thoroughly before playing the game. Study it. Yes, study and read thoroughly. So that's what we're going to do this entire show. We're just going to mm-hmm. study the manual. We're not going to talk about the game itself, just we're the manual. Study it, quiz each other. Yep, that's right. Uh. <laughs> Make flashcards. <laughs> right, right. Okay, return to Nom. Infrared satellites soaring miles above Earth have spotted dozens of American prisoners of war still trapped on enemy soil. Missing for years but never forgotten, these men must be brought home. But America is in no position to risk an all-out invasion that could prompt retaliation. Instead, the only possible hope for their freedom is a small-scale commando raid, codename Jackal. Mm Mm-hmm. Immediately, 
the president turns to the Green Berets and their combat-ready tactical infiltrating Jeep Squad. The Jeep Squad is compromised of 20 all-terrain four-wheel drive super mobile attack Jeeps, each equipped with one driver and one gunner. Only 40 of the Green Berets' bravest and most cunning soldiers belong to this elite fighting force. They got good math in here. Uh, the math works out. Um, I appreciate that. I was As yeah. I was reading it, I was thinking, okay, they're not going to try to do math. Are they? Oh, no, no, no. But it works out. Uh, needless to say, you've been chosen to be one of the few, the proud, the jackals. So work up your courage and polish up your guns because it's time to save the life of each and every brave American POW. And before you go, your country would just like to say, good luck, son. Don't come home alone. Man, I am motivated now. That, that story will pump you up. I'm telling you. I got a good story. I got to admit. They spent some good time. And uh, that, that's a good story. There's not a lot of NES games that are grounded in like realism, kind of. You know, if it makes, mm-hmm. I mean, It's not really realism, but it kind of is. Because it's, it's Vietnam. They don't say Vietnam, they just say Nam, but I'm assuming that's what they... Is it Nam or is it Nam? When you shorten it, is it Nam? Uh, Well, if you ask Lieutenant Dan, it's a Viet... Can't say that on a family-friendly (laughs) podcast, but... (laughs) You know, Lieutenant Dan is in one of my favorite memes. It's, uh, have you seen the current mood, Lieutenant Dan? Mm -mm. Oh, you need... Well, you can't look it up on your computer right now. But it's like, look it up on your iPad, but I'll just explain it while you're looking it up. But it's basically... It's called what now? Sorry. Current Mood Lieutenant Dan. Okay. That's your current mood. And uh, it's basically him at the New Year's Eve party just sitting there covered in confetti, just like with this (laughs) unhappy look on his face. It's hilarious. But... uh, uh, okay, I'm looking it up. Okay, but yeah. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see. I see what you're talking about. Let me see if I can. I wonder if I can show this on the video version of this. People, Everybody at home that's in audio, as long as you're not driving, look, look it up. Yeah, it's but a good it name. Here it is it's for anybody name. watching live. Yeah, current mood, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> so how do, how do people meme that? Well, it just says on it, current mood, Lieutenant Dan. So if, like, you're in a bad mood, yeah. that, that is yeah. your mood? Yeah. Everybody's, like, happy and celebrating, and you're just like... <laughs> uh, that, that's a good uh, it's a good movie. I like that movie. It's a really good movie. All right. Uh, moving on. Mm-hmm. There's still more story, sort of. This is more of a call to action here. Okay, how to be a hero. Your mission begins when you and your faithful Jeep, Trigger, sounds like a dog's name. Yeah, it does. Are parachuted along the fringes of the Cambodian border. From there, you'll claw and scratch through six deadly enemy territories, rescuing POWs while encountering heavy fire from tank patrols, cannon bunkers, bomber squadrons, and hostile navy. Your only means of survival are a trusty machine gun, hand grenades, bazookas, and world-class driving skills. 
you have a total of three Jeeps to risk at the beginning of Operation Jackal. An extra Jeep will be added to your rescue at a predetermined number of POWs. Jackal we're can be played... Si- Do what? We're not telling you what it is. Yeah. Jackal can be played simultaneously by two players. If only one person plays, use controller one. Your mission ends when you destroy the enemy's main fortress, codename Zulu, at the end of level six. There's a lot of Zulu talk in video games. Yeah. What is, what is Zulu? I don't know. Does anybody know? I know Hulu. Oh, yeah. But, like, what was... There was a game... Tom Clancy. Uh, it was one of, the, one of the Tom Clancy games. One of the really popular ones. Like, uh, what was those? They were really popular for the Xbox. It's escaping me. Ghost Recon? Yeah. Rainbow Six? Yeah. Ghost Recon was the one where it was, like, all about stealth. You know? It'd well, be, like, real... Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Ghost Recon is, like, a... Um army and then rainbow six is like police yes i I guess i mean i guess it was um uh, ghost recon but they would like when you were like they were about to storm through a door they would be like uh you know something about like uh the go the go ahead move or the go ahead word was zulu oh seems like zulu remember that it's used a lot in like military video games and by a lot i mean twice <laughs> so far twice <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh yeah that's cool yeah so the main this this game I've, the manual pretty well spells it out i mean i don't really have to go into too much detail but this is a uh, it's a top down mm-hmm. in the style of like a um, like I mentioned earlier, Guerrilla Warfare or Commando, or just like a, I guess a top-down shoot 'em up almost. But you have a lot more control and a lot more freedom to control your character because it's not auto scrolling. You kind of move yourself, mm-hmm. so the game does not scroll for you. You just it just scrolls as you go into the next area. Yeah. It is top-down. You have a machine gun, obviously. On your Jeep, and you have uh, grenades. I'm assuming, like, the driver throws grenades out the front while the machine gunner shoots from the top. Yeah. It has to be, right? Yeah. And the machine gunner always shoots up. Or at least that's the only way I could ever get him to shoot. But the grenades always go in front of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. So, um, and when it says that you uh, your guy is really good at driving a Jeep, I mean, he is really good at driving a Jeep. You can turn that baby on a dime. It turns on a dime. I mean, you just, you press up, he goes up. You press left, he goes left. Press right, he goes right. Which is, for a game that's as frantic as this can be sometimes, I'm glad they didn't try to make it Jeep controls. Or, oh, yeah. That, that, would have been, that would have been terrible. That would not yeah. have worked out at all. This so. thing drives like a uh, forklift. Yeah. I mean, it just basically just turns wherever you want and goes wherever you want to go. It drives like a hovercraft. Hear it? Train. I just had one too. Are they about to collide? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) If you you wake up on the news tomorrow and there's a big story about uh, a train collision. You know, there's that nationwide story of a train collision in East Tennessee. (laughs) 
Let's see, it's, it always freaks me out when uh, I hear a train hit my house and your house, and it's too close together to have made the trip. Mm-hmm. Because we've only got one track that moves between us. It's not like they could pass each other. They can pass each other in Loudon, actually. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. There's a spot where they're going to pull over. Okay. Now, I see them do it a, a few times. That's good. All right. I feel yeah. a little safer now. Yeah. But what happens if they don't hit that at the same time? Well, one of them will usually stop and wait. Oh, okay. That's good. So they actually communicate with each other. That's smart. Yeah. Speaking of communicating, two players in this game can do some communicating. Yeah. I didn't get to try out the two-player, of course. It's a lot of fun. The two-player, uh, I didn't get to try it out this time, but I can remember when I was younger... I mean, it's two players simultaneous, both people on the screen at the same time. Going Pan at it. Pandemonium. Yeah. I could imagine it being pretty wild and crazy because it's, it's wild and crazy to begin with. There's a lot of stuff going on on the screen at one time. Yeah. So. But the, the gist of the game is, you know, you're trying to rescue POWs, right? So there's helicopters flying in and landing. And the, there's buildings that you can blow up. And when you blow up the buildings, the people come out and get in the Jeep. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go to where the helicopters are and drop the people off. Uh, you don't have to, I guess, um, but you get more points doing it that way. And this is a points-based game, which we've got high scores later, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a points-based game, so you kind of want to do that. Uh, but you can just drive through to the boss and pl- fight the boss and be done with it if you really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. And the explosion... On the buildings. Doesn't seem to harm any of the POWs. Yeah, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it does, and we just see the ones that survive it. Could be. I mean, it does blow a gigantic hole in all the buildings when you when you throw the grenade at them. Mm-hmm. So. Would you like to know who the four wild jackals are? Yeah. I'm guessing these are your characters. Mm-hmm. There's Lieutenant Bob. Who I think is the gunner. He's a gunner, yep. He's the finest sharpshooter in the history of the Green Berets. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Which I don't necessarily think you put your sharpshooter on a turret gun, right? No, the sharpshooter should probably be maybe like a... Uh, <laughs> sniper. Sniper or something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we have Sergeant Quint. Mm-hmm. He's an IndyCar driver turned mercenary. <laughs> So he's not even in the army. He's not even a Green Beret. He's just the <laughs> army has hired this guy to drive the Jeep. Good driver, because he's right. a good driver. He's <laughs> he's good at driving Indy cars, which also means he's good at driving Jeeps. Apparently, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have Colonel Decker from uh, Blade Runner, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. He's the commander of this operation and Medal of Honor recipient in Vietnam. All right. So he's pretty, pretty good guy. It kind of looks like Sergeant Slaughter a little bit. He does. Uh, then we have Corporal Gray, winner of six European Grand Prix races, <laughs> considered the greatest stunt driver since Evil Bo Weevil. <laughs> the famous Evil Bo Weevil. <laughs> yeah. Not Evil Knievel, Evil Bo Weevil. <laughs> So, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Evil Bo Evil. 
You ever heard that song by the Presidents of the United States of America called Bull Weevil? Yes, I actually have. I love that song. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. The Bull Weevil's a bug, by the way. Yeah, I know. Well, that whole album is all about bugs, if you listen oh. to it. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Well, it's not about bugs, but they're just it's just littered with bugs and bug <laughs> talk. You should you should just listen to the. Uh, I don't know why you'd ever really want to do this, other than it's a great album. But just listen to the whole album from start to finish, mm-hmm. and you'll get so many bug references. It's it's crazy. Every song has at least one bug reference. You know what uh, bow wibbles eat? No, cotton buds. Oh. So if, if there if you got a bunch of them in your house, they just eat all your clothes. <laughs> I guess. Uh, migrated to the United States and Mexico in the late 19th century and had infested all U.S. cotton growing areas by the 1920s. Oh, that's pretty bad. Devastating the industry. Those dang bull weevils. I can't stand them. What do they look like? They're kind of like a. Are they you know scary? What they, no, they kind of look like a, a stink bug with a long, like anteater-like nose. Hmm. I think I know what you're talking about. I think I know what they look like actually. Now that now that you mention it. Hmm. So, stink bugs. Not a fan of the stink bugs. Stink bugs are the worst things ever. They stink. It is. It is. It's not like a stink, like a fart stink. It's like a weird stink, yeah. you know? And if you get it on you, you can't get it off. No. it's not, Yeah, it's, it's not like anything else that you smell. It's yeah. similar. It's maybe a little bit similar to Polecat, but yeah. still distinct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And distinct stink. I guess I should probably clarify Polecat is skunk. If you're not from this area... If you're not from the South, you're probably like, Polecat? What, what in the world is a Polecat? Right. Anyway. So, sorry. Let the redneck fly, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Alright, so in the game, you go up against a bunch of different enemies. You go up against tanks, you go up against boats, you go up against helicopters, and, and uh, anti-jeep Heads. personnel guys that you can just run over. Heads. Heads, yep. And there's, like the game says, six levels. So it's it's a pretty simple game. It's very arcadey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. I'll be honest, even though, uh, you know, we're kind of starting to wrap up our just general game talk here, even though I mentioned earlier that I didn't really like it when I was younger, uh, going back and playing it now, uh, now that I'm older, I love this game. I think it's pretty I was going to say, I thought you were going to say you don't like it, but I was going to say I disagree. But I agree that I'd love it. Um, it uh, and it's not my usual cup of tea, being a top-down. But this one's got a lot of just fun. To it's it. just fun. It's just it is just fun. Basically. It's run and gun right. fun, and and I think this is a game that you really should check out because it's it's a lot of fun. So agreed. But we'll get a little deeper into that. Is it worth it? Fun talk, but let's talk about graphics and sound and all that jazz. What do you think about the graphics? So the graphics, I think, are good. Uh, I mean, really, the sprites are really good for a top-down game. Uh, top-down games, uh, 
don't necessarily ever have the best graphics, but I think you know the sprites, the the details of the tanks, and especially like the bosses, um, are are really good. So yeah, I, I agree. I would not put it in the top tier NES games, but it's nowhere near the bottom either. It's for me, it's they're serviceable graphics, but good serviceable graphics. If that makes sense. But for a game like this, I'm not as concerned with the graphics. I, I more want uh, to know what everything is. Mm-hmm. To know which ones are the good guys, which ones are the bad guys. Which they do a really good job of, with color of telling mm-hmm. you what's good and what's bad. Like, green's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and and don't slow the game down, you know what I mean? Don't make don't make the graphics so great that it slows the game down. Right. Which, that's, for me, for the most part, that never happened. I don't know about you, but yeah, no, I think it's great. Uh, and yeah, it doesn't slow the game down at all. Okay, what about the uh, sound and music? Probably my favorite part of the game was the music. Oh yeah, the music is awesome in this game. The music is awesome; it gets you fired up. And I looked it up, and there's some, you know, there's some guys that covered it on guitar on YouTube. You can check mm-hmm. that out. And there's one, I think it's a girl, but I can't. See, it doesn't show her face. For his face, but that does a piano cover that's really impressive. Wow! On YouTube, I have to so check that one out. Check that one out. Yeah, you have to send me the link to that one. But this I music would. is is it's typical Konami awesomeness, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the, the music in this game is just perfect. Right. I don't know any other way to describe it other than just perfect because it's 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 really it's fun. It gets you pumped up. Uh, it never really gets old. None right. of it gets old. It's just good. It's great. Yeah, this has such a Konami feel. Like, even though you know, I mean, Konami had a lot of shoot 'em ups that were side scrolling, but this mm-hmm. is even though it this one's not side scrolling, it's got a lot of feel of a, just a Konami game. Still, kind of feels in a way at, at times to uh, the top down Ninja Turtles, like the graphic, just graphically, not mm-hmm. really the gameplay. I, yeah, I can see that. The um... Yeah, it's just classic. It's classic Konami back when Konami was awesome and making some of the best NES games mm-hmm. uh, that, that could be made on any, uh, f- from anybody. This is just Konami at its best, really. Right. It's gonna make uh, it's gonna make the uh, episode here coming up in the next few weeks where we have to spend money on games. It's gonna make it a little more interesting. Yeah, we played this one. That's true. It's true. And speaking of... How much is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it worth it? <laughs> not, yeah. not how much is it. <laughs> well, both. <laughs> yeah. So you can pick this game up. Average price is about $12. Okay. So. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's definitely worth it for $12. It's worth twelve bucks. Yeah, it's it's a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have another person to play with, it is twice as much fun. Funner, it's funner. <laughs> it's way funner. <laughs> it's more funner than anything I've, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would. I mean, you can't beat it for twelve dollars. This is one of the one of the best top down games on the NES. If you yeah. ask me, I think it's just great. I agree, and you, you can pick buy- Jeremy. And uh, somebody's got some jackal stickers on here. You can buy. 
So. Oh, okay, sweet. Stickers. Put stickers on stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I may have some jackal stickers, actually. Now I think about it, I've got some kind of stickers that remind me of this game. Hmm. Some there's, I got like this book of old NES stickers and cards. Yeah. For some reason, I feel like jackal's in there. I don't know. Maybe. I'll check that out. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's really all I got to say about this game. Do you want to talk uh, before we get into the trophies and the game rating and the feedback? I, w- I really want to talk a little Apple. Okay. Just just tangent because we had they had the big event. They're actually making their phones. They're updating their phones to uh, compete a little bit. Finally. Yeah. Right. iOS 11. This is an, I'll tell you though, that's interesting that you worded it that way. Because I was thinking about this the other day. Because you know they revealed it, and there's a lot I think similarities to the to the Galaxy. And I was you know used to Apple was the leader, right? Mm-hmm. They were the innovator, and everybody followed them. Are we starting to see a little bit of? innovation from the other guys and Apple trying to compete with them? I don't know. See, I don't know that they're that Apple's actually trying to like catch up. Mm-hmm. I think they've just gotten to like uh, I'll, I'll, I'll use a football terminology here for all the uh, football fans out there. I think Apple got out to a big lead mm-hmm. and instead of continuing to just air it out and score, score, score. Push, 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 yeah. Push, push, push. I think now they've kind of sat back and they're kind of like watching what everybody else does. Watch and see what the offense is going to do and just kind of playing defense and just kind of... I feel like they're not necessarily trying to catch up, but I think they're trying to see things like like OLED technology. They didn't want to just jump right on it. They want to just kind of see, feel it out, see how... To me, I think they waited a little too long, but... I think they also were just kind of waiting to see until it's more established before they jumped in. And I think part of that was they lost their main innovator. I mean, yeah. you know, Steve Jobs, is, you can't deny how much of an innovator he was. Not just the fact that he led the company, but I mean, how many patents were just in his name? You know, the guy made the, the, the what it was. Um, he was really good at finding really good ideas and stealing them, I think, is what I understand, right? How dare you. <laughs> um, but but the, no, you, you got to have people like that in your business, you know, if you want to innovate. <laughs> what's, the, what's the twins that uh, tried to sue Mark Zuckerberg? Or oh, you, I don't or But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And like the whole premise, like their website was like, yeah, he kind of stole the idea of a website from them, but it was like their idea was completely different than what he created. Right. Yeah. It's like, I don't really know if that's stealing. <laughs> <laughs> like if you, like if, uh, if I, I'll give you an example here. So let's say you, uh, um, like, use sports for example like let's say somebody made a sports channel and then espn came along and made a better sports channel like with that they can't sue espn for making a better sports channel right i guess not i don't know i don't know know. depends on depends on how if they got a patent for 
making sports channels, right? Or something. I I would say no. I'm with you. I think <laughs> it's like you can't uh, you can't sue somebody for making a inventing a pencil, right? Because mm. it's just. Oh man, I guess you could actually. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm not. That's why I don't work in patent offices or yeah. anything like that, right? Yeah. So it's too complicated. But anyway, so the phone, the phone looks, so we're talking about the iPhone 10. It's 10, right? Yeah, it's not Because there X. was some debate, debate, like this guy, because I read, I read that it was supposed to be 10, and then this guy argued with me that it was supposed to be X, not 10. I was like, no, they said 10. They 10. said 10. Pretty sure yeah. it's 10. But, uh, and they also released an iPhone 8, which was an odd decision. I think the iPhone, yeah, I mean, I think from what I understand that, iPhone 10 X, what happened to nine is going to be hard to come by. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, they're kind of, they're also releasing the eight just to kind of, maybe not everybody's going to get the 10. You know what I mean? They're Nintendo the 10. They're what? They're, they're Nintendo Nintendoing the 10. They are from, I bet they are. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of torn because I've got I've got the seven. Mm-hmm. I like my seven a lot, but boy, that ten is enticing. And I'm up for an upgrade. I just and it may be impossible to find, so I may just leave it up to the uh, leave it up to chance. Just if I can get my hands on it, I'll get it. If I can't, I can't. Well, that's my thing. So I've got a six uh, six plus. So I'm definitely up for an upgrade. I refused the seven for a long time. You know this. Mm-hmm. Because of the headphone jack, yes, I understand all the advantages of not of set of the seven, but I was standing my ground. But I think if I come across the ten, I'm gonna I'm gonna upgrade to the ten. Yeah. So well, see, here here's my thing, and this will be my last thing because we need we need to get back to talking about this game. But I was on I was coming to like the end of the line. You know, I'm a big. I like to jump ship really easily. I've done it a million times mm-hmm. now. I've been Android, I've been Windows Phone, I've been everything. I was kind of, I'm starting to get bored with the iPhone the way it is. It's been the same design for what, three or four years now? Mm-hmm. And as much as I like my iPhone, I was, I've been thinking, uh, maybe it's about time to check out like Google again. And then the Pixel 2 is going to be pretty sweet. Yeah. So I, I was looking and I was like, eh, maybe. But then now I think the iPhone 10 is maybe bringing me back in. And I'll tell you, I had to go to, we had to go to Sprint the other day. They screwed up our bill, which this is one thing. I love phones and phone technology. I hate pretty much every phone service because all they do is screw up your bill and then you have to argue with them for hours. But anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> yes, I'm putting Sprint on blast. Because they overcharged us, we paid it. They were supposed to refund us. I talked to I talked to him on the phone twice. They still didn't refund us, and I had to go to the store and actually spend about two hours there. That's that sucks. Get, yeah. So didn't they need to refund you plus your time spent? Exactly. Right? I under, yeah, I'm completely with you. But anyway, why was, should we have to go to the store? You know, right. sorry. While I was there, um, I was playing with the new Moto that's got all the mods on it. Yeah. I think it, at first I was like, yeah, it's pretty gimmicky. But some of those mods are pretty sweet. They've got a projector that'll project up to 70 inches. It's 
it's pretty sweet. That's pretty. That is pretty Played sweet. Played with that on the in the store. So, uh, and I really like the Moto X that I had. Combine that with a uh, demo mode. Get mm-hmm. something or another, you know. I know they have demo modes on Android phones. Right. And a 70-inch projector, you could really be playing some Jackal. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, it would Get be it. pretty sweet. So, yeah, I, no, I'm with you. It's, just, it's frustrating and uh, and enticing at the same time. And Samsung, I, I know they make great phones. I just can't. I hate their interface. I just can't. I just can't get it. Yeah, Crabman's got a Samsung. It's pretty. It's nice. It's a nice phone. It's a really nice phone. I just can't. I can't get into the interface. Yeah, the S7 is a nice phone, but I had the S4. And I, I mean, I really liked it, but then I went up to the the Moto X, which I went to iPhone after the Moto X. But the Moto X was so sweet phone. It really was. I had the Moto X too. I miss it. Yeah. Wait, is that the one that had like the Kevlar backing thing on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a sweet phone. I like that phone a lot. Yeah. But, uh... but what kind of keeps me sticking, and one of the reasons I'm probably going to stick with the Apple is, and the reason I hated the Moto X so much, even though I just got through saying I loved it, this is one thing I just could not stand about the Moto X, is I wouldn't. you never get updates. Mm-hmm. Android updates, it, they tell you about all these awesome features coming to Android, and you just never get them. Yeah. Unless, you, unless you've got the Pixel, right? You just right. never get it. It's very frustrating. On, on Apple, today, for instance, iOS 11 come out, everybody gets it. Yep. Unless you've got like a 4S or something. <laughs> then what's wrong, what's wrong with you, you loser? <laughs> what's wrong with you, losers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding anyone out there. It's 4S. Yeah. My wife had one for a long time until like very recently. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you, I'm actually going to upgrade to 11 tonight. But. I've been on it for a while. I've been doing the beta. Yeah. Thanks to, thanks to dude Tim for getting me in that beta stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice dude. Nice dude out there. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I will say 11 on the iPhone is me. It's fine. It's it's no. There's not a huge difference. There's, the new control center is pretty nice, but 11 on the iPad, it's like night and day. Oh so really? So if you got if you got an iPad, definitely upgrade it to 11 because it is heads and tails better. Definitely will do that then. So, all right, let's uh, retrofitted trophies. Yeah, I got a couple. I got a couple as well. You want to go first, or you want me to go first? So the first one is basically get all your POWs to the uh, helicopter, and it is, get to the chopper! <laughs> nice. I had to. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's good. Arnold would be impressed. Mm-hmm. Not Tom Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, let's see. My first one is, that can't be fresh off the lot. And that is, <laughs> get 20,000 points and earn an extra Jeep. Because twenty thousand dollars is way too cheap for Jeep. Yeah, it really is. Those things are expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is Mount Cusmore, and that is defeat the four heads at the end of the second level, I believe, that shoot the uh, rockets out of their mouth. And that is do that without cussing. <laughs> nice. So without swearing. All right, I've got, uh, this one's You've Got a Friend in Me, or You've Got a Friend in Me. Let's beat the game in co-op. 
no, I like it. I like it. All right, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I'm out too. All right. How are we going to rate this game? Hmm. Race car driver? Since this game is obsessed with using race car drivers to drive I their like Jeep. It. I like it. Um. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with... Uh... Dale Earnhardt Jr. And the reason I'm going to go with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Because he's a quitter? Hey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is because uh, he's he's good racer. Not the best racer. He's, good, he's a very good racer. Uh, and he's very popular. I feel like this game's very popular. It's good, not the best. Shoot him up, top-down game. But it's good. Okay. See, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Kyle Petty. Yeah. Okay. Kyle uh, Petty's the best uh, ever. Yeah, because this is one of the best ever. Not, it's not the best ever, but this is an awesome game. Kyle Petty was an awesome driver, and when you think NASCAR, you think Kyle Petty. Kyle Petty. At least yeah. I do. So when you think uh, top-down Jeep games on the NES, you got to think Jackal. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm going with Kyle Petty. Oh, man, Kyle Petty. I thought about going with Cole Trickle, but I, I figured we might want to keep it real, keep it th- keep the realism. Yeah, Kyle Petty was just awesome. He came in like 39th every race. It was just <laughs> fine with it. <laughs> he didn't care. Yeah. He didn't care. That's the best thing about him. Yeah. He's like, I got, I got my sponsors. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just want to say, I was watching... I was just talking about keeping it real or talking about realism. I was watching the Curb Your Enthusiasm earlier tonight and uh, Larry David had a Korean bookie Mm -hmm. and he was talking to his Korean bookie and he was, he's talking about, he's talking about the the story of the three little pigs. He's like, Hey, you know, you know the story of the three little pigs, you know, one built his house out of bricks and, and the the bookie was like, "Mm, pigs? No. What, What do you mean? Pigs. And then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's these three pigs, and one built his house out of out of bricks, and one built his house out of straw. And, he, and the, the book, he's like, in the news? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 no. It, it's like a fairy tale. And he's like, oh, fantasy. Okay. <laughs> I said, it's funny. He's like, in the news? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways. Well, All right, we got gotta any watch feedback that. for this? You got to watch You got to watch that show. They're about to come out with a new season. No, no. Uh, we do it's have probably some. one of my favorite. It's probably one of my favorite shows, and I just started recently watching it, like last year, for the first time. It's it's one of my favorite comedy shows I've ever seen. Oh yeah, everybody loves it. Everybody talks good about it. But uh, anyway, all right. So we got some Facebook feedback, and uh, Yawn Ian Hook says mixed not really a fan all right ken kuzmal says this game is in my collection because i love the arcade game but it also turns out i love this version also i have a lot of fun with this one i've beat it several times now i like to enter random game genie codes and mess up the enemy ai I'd say it's a medium hard game and can be a lot of fun with practice graphics are just okay sound is just okay concept is great 
Andrew Coe says I was not a huge fan, but I that's a, just to interject there. Um, that's a dude Drew Bach, Drew Bacco that we gave dude chip to last mm-hmm. week or was it last last episode? Yeah, uh, and he he emailed us and said. I cannot believe you guys have named me Dude Drew Backo. That was not my intent <laughs> when when uh, trying to get Dude Chip. I want Dude Drew would have been fine. Uh, Dude Drew Baca would have been fine. I uh, does not like Dude Drew Backo. So all right, Dude said, Drew Backo. Dude Drew Backo, <laughs> it is, and I don't think we should ever call him Andrew Drew or Andrew Code again. All right, all right. Dude Drew Backo says, I was not a huge fan, but I know my brother liked it. I probably didn't like it because I wasn't good at it. I think we either borrowed it from a friend or rented it. I don't remember having it for too long. I don't remember nuances of the experience. Ryan Hussey says, uh, really enjoyed this game, a game I often forget about. But every time it's brought up, it makes me want to go back and play it again. I'm not even sure if I ever beat the game. If I recall correctly, the final boss wiped the floor with me because I wasn't expecting him and never beat it. Chris Vanderhoff says, I played it a bit, but not a lot. Not many memories from when I played it back in the day. I do recall that I did have fun in the arcade type game. I bet it would be more fun playing it with two players. Timmy Mack says, having played it uh, recently the game is really fun konami was one of the best of that time and the game is proof it's fun controls are solid and not too difficult compared to games like it for the time worth a revisit peter guzman says this is an awesome two-player co-op and that konami music is always at its best Sean Muldowney says the amount of games that I've literally never seen on a television screen astounds me. This is one of those games. I look forward to your thoughts, guys. Oh, man, dude, Chad, I think you'd like this one. You should try it. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, the, the, the Matt Daly said, love it. Great two-player co-op. The comic strip style intermission screens are pretty cool as well. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about those. Thanks for yeah. bringing those up, Matt. It's got, yeah, it's got like cutscene type things that look pretty good yeah i like like how every every level you get the one cut scene with um, the jeep like flying in the air and they're all screaming yeah (laughs) same thing every time yeah it's good it's very very 80s but that's all right love it um landon long says just recently picked this game up a couple months ago i had always wanted this game as a kid and boy Young me had great taste in games. This is one of my go-to games for a good time. Good controls, music, and a fun premise make this game a winner. For a good time call. Yeah. (laughs) Greg Polander says, Awesome game, one of my NES favorites. In those days, you could buy a Konami game and know nothing about it, and it would be a good time. Jackal has everything going for it. Great music. Fun gameplay, good graphics, just about the right amount of length with six stages. Good, but fair difficulty. The ability to use a jeep, which is pretty unique, and tough boss fights. The ability to upgrade weapons is nice, and freeing hostages adds another element to a classic run-and-gun style game. Reminding me of Choplifter in that regard. Much better than the arcade game. This could be said to be a reimagining 
instead of a port due to all the changes. A true NES classic. Well said, Greg. Couldn't have yep. said it better myself. Right. Cecil Dredge says, Jackal is one of my all-time favorite NES titles. I played it like crazy as a child, and to this day, a few good craft IPAs, some buddies, and some multiplayer Jackal equals a good night, in my opinion. Thumbs up, Canadian flag. All, all good, except for the IPAs. No, yeah? Not an IPA guy. Yeah. Mm. It's like Miller Lite. <laughs> That's my thing. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to be. When you find a good beer, it's hard to. Why, why deviate, you know? Right, right. All right. Gabe, <laughs> Gabe Van Gilder says Never play Jaggle. Need to get this cart. Been playing my favorite game as a kid. I first played on the Master System, Alien Syndrome. It rips a lot of Aliens movies off, but great NES game. Hard, though, hope you cover it someday. So he, want, he instead of giving us feedback for Jackal, he just said, I'm just going to talk about this other game. Yeah, let me tell you about this other game. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Gabe. Yeah. I, know, I have friends like that, including Gabe, but uh, that always gets me. Like, I'll, we'll be talking about something, and they'll be like, yeah, you know, Domino's Pizza is good, but, uh, you know, I really like uh, the sushi place over here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, we're trying to talk Domino's, okay? We're trying to figure out what pizza to order. He's like, yeah, you know. Right. Sushi. Right. Andrew Zeismer says, great game, decent challenge. Paul Biscigli and I had one hard time tackling this beast, but it was a satisfying play. Good graphics, good music, one of my favorite running guns. Awesome. Yeah, Power Trip Gaming did covered this. If you mm-hmm. want to see some action, an actual video of people playing the game, not just sitting in their room talking about it. Yeah. Uh, like us, then go check out Power Trip Gaming. Highly recommended. Not family friendly, but recommended nonetheless. John Simmons says great co op game. A lot of fans of the co op. Aaron Hickman says in stuffiest voice possible. Well, I, for one, am a much bigger fan of Top Gunner. Kidding. I love this game. Two player is best. Music is great. Konami actually made some good changes here, I think, like Contra, for a satisfying experience, despite the limitations of the NES. Yeah, that's a good point. Konami does... I hate to say good point. I just... Why don't... No. Never mind. I I realize that uh, Hickman is the one that I'm saying made a good point. I, I better stop there. But no, really, Konami does a good job of, uh, you always did a good job of porting their arcade games to the NES, and instead of just trying to straight make them exactly like the arcade and probably lose something in translation, they just kind of reworked the game. Right. They did that often, like with Contra, they did that too, and they usually make it oftentimes better than the arcade game. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Jeremy Sharp rounds us out. Really, it's just a preview, because he says, made my first call. That's right, he did. Hopefully, it's not a terrible voicemail. Anyway, I left my thoughts on Jackal there. Pumped to hear the episode and your thoughts. Unless you hated it, then I'm not sure where to go from here. (laughs) And that rounds us out on Facebook. Okay, well, I guess I should just skip to voicemail instead of going to Twitter or anything, right? Yeah, let's hear what he's had to say. We got a little transition here. That's a good segue. Okay. Hey dudes, this is 
uh, Jeremy Sharp here, and this is my first time to call in. Uh, but since I chose the game Jackal, I felt like what better time than now to uh, make that first phone call. Uh, so, funny thing about this game, it's not necessarily a top pick on my list, uh, but uh, growing up, uh, actually growing up, one of my best friends is the only person that I've ever known to even own it. Uh, but man, we played it a ton, and it was just one of those games that we'd get together, we'd beat, and then we'd move on to the next one, but we always played it. And uh, it, I always thought it was a decent game. Uh, good graphics, music, controls. Uh, it's a super great uh, two-player game. So when I went to college, he let me borrow his system with some games. And since I'm a super crappy friend, I'm embarrassed to say that I kept that system for like 20 years. <laughs> and he finally asked for it back last year. And so this is where my collecting journey begins. Uh, I joined uh, getting all of your podcasts, and I dive in starting to collect everything NES. And uh, so Jackal comes up as a game uh, that I need, and I have a terrible time finding it in any stores. And not just that, but no one even seems to have any experience with it. Uh, employees are looking it up. Like, no one knows what this game is. And I was just really shocked because I guess I just kind of assumed because it's a Konami game, uh, that it would have some type of a following. But uh, but anyway, um, I ended up finding it in Chicago uh, a couple months ago. It was about 8 bucks, And it's a solid game, but I had to hear your experience and the community's uh, you know thoughts and feelings on this game as well. It's got a lot of nostalgia uh, for me, but it should be a fun game for most people. So anyway, I'm so thankful for you dudes. Thank you so much for all of the hard work that you put into the show. I am a huge fan and um, will continue to support and follow. And um, But I am wondering, uh, am I on the cuff to becoming dude, Jeremy? Fingers crossed. Bye. Well, well, well. All right, so everybody listening, Justin dropped off. I think uh, something may have happened to his internet. He says he's on his way back. Uh, his computer shut down, I'm sorry. So, I'm going solo here for a minute. And good thing I've been training on the uh, Switch Up episodes. So, I'm really, uh, you know, I'm ready to really tell you guys things and talk by myself, etc. Um, and if you're watching the video, you see, I guess, my mouse wiggling around and some things on my desktop. And you probably just saw my friends list a second ago on Skype. But... Uh, Alright, so, Jeremy, thanks, dude, for the call. Uh, and it's funny I say dude, and it's funny you asked about being a dude, and when it was going to be your time. I was just thinking, and I was going to mention this to Justin, that this is such a Jeremy-centric episode that it may be just about time to make Jeremy a dude. Now, I think I can speak for Justin. I don't think Justin will mind. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say... Dude, you are a dude. Alright? So, welcome to the fold, Jeremy. Uh, I think we're going to call you... Let's see. We won't come up with as funny of a name as we did for Dude Drew Backo because I'm by myself and I can't be as funny by myself as I am when I'm with Justin. But uh, we'll just go with Sharp Dude. You're just a very sharp dude. Uh, You know. Kind of like ZZ Top said one day when they were walking down the street and they said... 
Every girl's crazy about a sharp-dressed man. Well, all the dudes crazy about a sharp dude. So, welcome, Jeremy. Thanks for uh, thanks for being such an active member. Here recently, you've really done a lot in the group. Lots of commenting, lots of posting, all the good stuff. All right, moving on. Let's talk Twitter. I want to read some Twitter feedback. On Twitter, uh, Daniel Martinez, or otherwise known as at Electric Maestro Five. Says Jackal marks a rare occasion in which a shoot 'em up on the NES game is ground based as opposed to air based, and it's quite fun as well. I would have to agree. Uh, J Air says a very good game, especially two player with a very good soundtrack. It's Contra on Wheels. I could see that kind of. It's like a top down Contra on Wheels for sure. Uh, Phil Neba. Or Phil Nimba, I'm sorry, says super underrated game. And at one point, Konami was going to make a Jackal Rebirth for the Nintendo Wii, but it was quietly canceled, unfortunately. And that is unfortunate. I would like to see a rebirth of this game, or at least just a release on like the Virtual Console or something. The non existent Virtual Console that we don't have on the Switch would be nice, you know? But, uh, you know, we've got to deal with what we got. So, and what we got is the NES game. So hopefully everybody's able to find that or demo mode that or something. Alright, so let's go to Google+. Plus. See if Ryan's over there. See if he's got any friends. So on Google+, Plus, we have Ryan Ballard. Look at here. He's by himself today. But he says, whoa, I remember this one. Uh, my kid brother got it for his birthday one year. I remember enjoying this one as a kid, playing co-op with him. While I came, while I came, appeal to how it aged, as I haven't touched it in a quarter century, I have good memories of it. So, so he cannot speak on how it's aged because he hasn't played it, but he remembers it being very good. So, thanks, for Ryan. Um, that's pretty much it. Let me check the Facebook page as well. Let's see what anybody on the Facebook page talking. Don't know. We're going to find out here in a minute. Mm, And my Facebook is acting up, so I don't know. If you spoke to us on the page, I apologize. Because it's not one to pull up like I thought it would. Um, and okay, I guess I can go ahead and start telling people where to find us. You can find us on, at nesdudes.com. That's the best way to find us. Or just search Two Dudes in an S on the internet, and you should come up with something. And you can find us, or you can call us via cell phone or home phone or whatever kind of phone you have like Jeremy did this episode. And that number is 775-7-RETRO-1 or 775-773-8761. And you can call us, leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Always enjoy getting the voicemails. Always helps boost your chances of becoming an honorary dude. Like the Sharp Dude or Dude Drewbacco or any of the other awesome dudes out there. Uh, all right, so Facebook page. We do it does look like we have a little something something on there. So on the Facebook page, 
we have... Oh, just kidding. No comments on the Facebook page. So, Facebook page doesn't get used all that much. Facebook page used to be the only way to communicate with us, but since the groups... Since Facebook introduced groups, it really has not been... It's really not been utilized all that much. We still post there, so you guys can see it if you... If that's your way of communicating with us, but if you rather be in the group, we'd rather have you in the group also because the group's much more personal, much more connected. You will speak to us directly most of the time. It's just and I run there. You guys already know this. If if you're in most most everybody, I think is in the Facebook group. Actually, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Most everybody is not in the Facebook group. There's a lot of people that listen, and you're not in the Facebook group. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe you just don't like Facebook, so that's fine. Uh, but if you do listen to us and you like us, you like hearing what we have to say, I would say you should hop on to iTunes or whatever podcast service you have. If they have a review or a rating system, please give us a rating. We love five-star ratings, especially on iTunes because iTunes is still the biggest market for finding podcasts and the best way to get us near the top of the list of things people can find is to rate us and review us because the more five-star reviews we get, the more downloads we have, the higher up we appear and the more likely people are going to see our podcast and subscribe to us. Now, if you really like us, you like us way more than just leaving a review. You like us enough to take money out of your pocket and lay it down on the table and say, here dudes, here's some money. Then we also have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash nesdudes. We obviously would love to have uh, donations given to us to help us keep the lights on. I will say that right now we have enough money coming in every month to cover our hosting and all that stuff and uh, put a little bit to the side to provide some really good stuff for the junk box. But if you want to add to what we can do, maybe provide better stuff to people or maybe give out some more stuff on the show um first of all you gotta ex- accept your your winnings we still have two games that have not been accepted from previous episodes we may just have to give them out again but you know if you want us to give out more stuff you want us to do more you want us to get better equipment all that kind of stuff please donate to us on patreon.com slash dudes. I tend to ramble, apparently, whenever Justin is not on here with me. So I'm going to close this out here. Justin doesn't look like he's coming back. It's taking a long time to get his computer rebooted. I'm just kind of stalling at this point. So I'm going to close this out. So we'll do some shout-outs. Shout-out to the Retro Junkies. All the awesome shows on there. You can find those shows at theretrojunkies.com. You can find out uh, who all's on there. Links to their shows. Links to their websites, whatever we have, should be on RetroJunkies.com. Uh, also, shout out to the Wee Dude, uh, or the Wee Guy. on He's known as the Wee Guy on YouTube. He does lots of stereo NES tunes. He's got, oh man, I don't know. He, I don't want to say he has them all, but he has pretty much anything you can think of in stereo, 8-bit, chip tune, music from the games. You can search them by game. He's known as the Wee Guy on YouTube, check him out. We call him the We Dude just because we're dudes and we're just trying to confuse everybody, I guess. But We Guy on YouTube. Also, big shout out to the Fox Dude for awesome logo. Um, he really does good work, we, and we definitely appreciate it. Uh, 
And I guess that's it. So the next time you hear from us will either be another game in which we'll have a honorary dude on. It'll be an honorary dude episode. Or you'll have Justin and I talking about how much money we want to spend on games. That episode could be next. It's just a matter of scheduling. So regardless, I want to put the music for the next game on the end of this episode. It will be the music for the game, regardless of what the next episode is. So if it's the money episode, the spending on games episode, buying games episode, uh, then obviously this is not the music for that. This will be the music for the game after that episode. Or the episode about the game may come before that. You see what I'm doing here. Anyways, here comes the music. See you guys later. Bye.